Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. Change management is the most important critical success factor for any successful digital transformation. What exactly are those deliverables that you should focus on as you're creating your organizational change management plan? That's what I want to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world to reach their third stage of digital transformation success. And when we're helping clients through their digital transformation throughout the world, when we're helping our client base throughout the world with their digital transformations, we find that change management is the key success factor for an effective digital transformation. The reason for this is that the people side or the human side of change is the most important or the most difficult part of digital transformation. But too many organizations and project teams don't fully understand what change management means, how it can add value, and what the deliverables are that will help ensure that your change program is delivering value. So what I want to do today is talk about the seven deliverables that I think are most important to a successful change program within a digital transformation. And for more best practices around change management in the meantime, I also encourage you to download our guide to change management. It's a white paper that I wrote that outlines the best practices and lessons from having managed hundreds of change programs throughout the world. So I encourage you to download that white paper to get a better understanding to augment some of the things we're going to talk about here today as it relates to change management deliverables. I've included links to that white paper as well as others in the description field below. The first key deliverable to focus on in a change management program is a change readiness assessment. And the change readiness assessment is really your way of getting a lay of the land and understanding what the strengths and weaknesses are from an organizational perspective of the current situation, the current environment that you're in. So this change readiness assessment will look at the culture of the organization. It'll look at the way leadership is viewed within the organization. It'll look at the communication style of the organization, as well as a plethora of other change variables that are important to understand in order to define a change strategy that's gonna best fit your situation. Now there's typically two parallel paths to completing an organizational readiness assessment. One is a quantitative survey that's anonymous that you send to employees that's meant to capture information at a high volume of what the culture in the organization looks like. And this is a way of understanding what some of the potential strengths and weaknesses of the organization are, understanding those cultural strengths that we know we wanna preserve as well as understanding the weaknesses that we know we need to address as part of our change program. The second thing that we run in parallel in doing this change readiness assessment is also looking at qualitative focus groups. So this is where we have more of a discussion with different subsets of people throughout the organization to get qualitative information to augment the quantitative information we got through the anonymous employee surveys. So typically we will roll this out as part of an early stage of a change management program and we ultimately will analyze the data, analyze the results to understand what it is we need to do in terms of defining a change strategy and plan that's more prescriptive and specific to what it is we're trying to accomplish as an organization. Next is your overall change management plan. That's another key deliverable for an effective change management strategy. 
And the reason I didn't mention the change management plan first is because you need that input from your change readiness assessment to be able to understand what exactly it is that you need to do from a strategic and planning perspective on the change management program. So for example, if you find that there's a lack of communication and a lack of collaboration between different departments or business units within your organization, that ends up becoming a fundamental strategy of how you're going to affect change within the organization. So that's why we don't create the change plan first. We create the change management plan after we've done the organizational assessment. So we've created something that's not just a shotgun approach that tries a bunch of change management tactics to see what sticks. Instead, we're really being prescriptive and specific about change management tactics that we know will work based on what it is we're trying to accomplish in the current state of the organization. And ultimately, this change management plan should become part of the overall program plan too. So you'll typically have a technical work stream or a technical implementer that's managing the software implementation. Now we need to figure out how to integrate this change plan into the overall program. And it's quite likely that the change management strategy and plan might influence or should influence the overall program plan and the overall program duration, simply because changing people and changing behavior and changing an organization is a lot more difficult and takes a lot more time than deploying new technology. So assuming that you're not deploying technology just to deploy technology and you want to get people to actually use the technology and get real business value out of it, you need to make sure that that change management plan incorporates and integrates well into the overall program. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. One of the most fundamental change management deliverables during the design stage of an implementation is going to be to articulate the impacts that the new technologies and the new processes are going to have on the organization. So when we're doing our design workshops for new technologies, typically what we do from a change perspective is also look at the future state and what it is we're trying to accomplish and what those new processes will look like. And then we assess by different work groups and different departments and different business units what the impact to that part of the organization is going to be. And this is very important for a couple of different reasons. One is it allows us to be very specific in how we deploy change strategies and change tactics. We can do it in a way that addresses the specific change impacts that are going to affect the organization. Secondly, by understanding the change impact and where we're starting from today and where we're going in the future, it allows us to better understand the impact of the organization. So for some organizations, they experience a more incremental change because the processes aren't as material. But for some organizations, the impacts to parts of the organization are huge. They're massive changes and massive overhauls of the way that people are doing their jobs. So we need to understand that magnitude of change, the nature of the change, how people's jobs are going to change, because ultimately those inputs become key to defining other deliverables later downstream that I'll talk about 
including your training plan, your communications plan, even your process improvement plan. Those are just a few examples of other downstream deliverables within a digital transformation that are dependent on the change impact assessment. When we deploy new technologies and new business processes, it's impossible to do so without having an impact to people's jobs. In other words, new technology and new processes are going to change the way people do their jobs, and it's also gonna change the roles and responsibilities of people and the way they've always done their jobs. So for example, if we know we're deploying new technology, partly because we're gonna automate business processes, get rid of some of the spreadsheets and manual rekeying of data and manual searching for information, we know that stuff's gonna go away, but now we need to figure out what does that mean to the organization going forward? How are we gonna design people's jobs in this future state of automation and eliminating some of those redundant manual tasks? It's not enough to say that we're just gonna get rid of those manual tasks. We need to figure out how we're gonna replace people's jobs and the work they do day to day with new roles and responsibilities. And so that organizational design is really important. I can't emphasize it enough because when organizations don't define their future state organizational design, that creates a perceived lack of understanding of what the impact is to the organization. And it's true because if you don't do the organizational design activity and work stream and deliverable, you're not going to understand what the impact of the organization is and how people's jobs are going to change. So it's really important that we define what the new organization is gonna look like, especially if we're doing some material reorganization efforts as part of our transformation. So for example, let's just say we're moving and consolidating our different HR departments into one consolidated HR departments, or we're consolidating multiple accounting groups into one shared service accounting groups across the entire organization. Those are pretty big changes, very big changes to an organization. And we have to have a clear vision of what that future state is so that we can be more effective in our change management efforts. At the end of the day, organizations are made up of individual human beings and a digital transformation's ability to succeed is dependent on those humans and those individuals supporting the project and enabling the project. And some people within an organization have more power and influence than others, either because they're executives or leaders within an organization or because they have a high degree of tenure, they've been around a long time, or because they're highly respected within the organization. So there's different reasons why certain people within an organization have more power and influence over an organization and so therefore, it's important that we understand who these stakeholders are and make sure we understand where they stand in the whole transformation. Are they supporters of the project? Are they resisting the project? Are they against it? Are they somewhere in the middle? They're sort of neutral. And we've got to have a plan of how we deal with this person by person. So let's just say you have a mid-level manager that manages the entire function that's going to deliver the most business value of the entire transformation. It's a situation where this transformation is dependent on this person's group or department. Now, if this person is resisting change, doesn't like the idea of putting in new technologies, it's safe to assume that you're not gonna realize that business value because his or her organization is going to resist that change and they're not gonna be on board with it because he or she, the leader, is not on board with it either. So we need to understand who these stakeholders are so that if they're advocates, we can leverage them and use them to help spread the advocacy if they're against the project, we can start to neutralize or blunt the impact, the negative impact of their resistance. And if they're neutral, we have a pretty good chance of converting them to advocates if we do our jobs right. So a stakeholder assessment and having a stakeholder management plan is one of the key deliverables and most important activities within an effective change management strategy. An organization's understanding of what the future state's going to be, what's expected of them, 
how their jobs are going to change and what their contributions to the future state organization are going to be is largely dependent on the communications they receive from executive leadership. So having a deliberate communications plan is very critical to ensure that we are communicating clear messages to the organization throughout the transformation. Now, there's a couple different layers of communication. There's the top layer, which I'd call the more strategic or the more project-based layer of communications, which is more keeping people in the loop and keeping people aware of what's happening with the transformation, why we're going through the transformation, what the timing is, what to expect with training and testing and all that good stuff. But then the more important layer that most organizations overlook is the more detailed communications layer and the more targeted communications. This is where the change impact assessment, the stakeholder assessment that I talked about earlier as two examples, are such important inputs to ensure that we are targeting the right communications to the right people at the right time. So people don't wanna just know the status of the project, which is that high level communications I talked about. It's important, but that's just barely scratching the surface. What people really want to understand is what's in it for me? How does this change affect me? And what does my future look like in this post-digital transformation world that I'm gonna be working in? So we need to have a very clear communications plan that's targeted to what people want to know, how it affects them individually or as a work group or as a department, and make sure that we are getting the communication out as early as possible so that we're not waiting until training right before go live for people to hear some of these messages for the first time. And unfortunately, that's too often what happens in digital transformations is people start to freak out during the training courses because they hadn't heard about these massive changes to their jobs until now that they're in training. So a way to mitigate that and to accelerate the freak out process, to use a technical term, is to make sure that we have that communications plan early and often so that we give people two-way communications and an opportunity to understand and react to what the changes are gonna be for them individually and as a work group. Now, last but not least, one of the key change management deliverables for an effective change strategy is gonna be your training plan. And this is where you identify what exactly we're gonna train people on and in, how we're gonna train them, who's gonna conduct the training, and we also track who's actually been through the training. So let me start off with the content of a training plan and what it is that you're gonna be training on. It's important to note that you're not training people just on how to use a new system. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of change practitioners think about change management and training is that they're gonna train people to use a new system. Employees don't care about using technology, they care about doing their job. Technology is one part of it, but what they really need to understand is what their business process looks like, what their responsibilities are, and how the technology will help them do that. And so there's a business process component that's really important to augment the training of technology and understanding how transactions work within a system. Those are two very different things, but you need to cover both of those things within a training program. And by the way, ideally you would have communicated some of these issues and some of these topics to people before they got to training so that by the time they get to training, they already understand what the major changes of their job are, what's expected of them. Now they just need to be shown what these new processes look like and how they're gonna look in the new technology. So it's more of a reinforcement rather than a first time communication of some of the major changes happening in the organization. The other thing an effective training plan should do is make sure that you've got the right people in the right training at the right time. You don't wanna do a shotgun approach to just training people on all the different functions and processes within a new system, but instead you wanna focus on what it is they need to know. And yes, they probably need to know some upstream and downstream activities as well, but you wanna understand and design the courses in a way that's very specific to their jobs and what it is they need to know. You also wanna make sure you do the training at the right time. You wanna make sure you're not training them too early in the process to where they forget by the time you go live on new technology. And then finally, your training plan should also have a way of tracking 
who has completed training and what the overall user adoption is. You want to measure your training efforts so you can actually measure competencies so that you know prior to go live whether or not your people are ready and fully understand how these new systems and processes work. So the training plan is sort of a capstone deliverable that comes toward the end of a project, but it's very important to make sure you get it right because it's sort of your last line of defense before go live to make sure that people understand and are comfortable with the changes, the new processes, and the new technologies. So these are the seven most important deliverables from a change management perspective as you're going through your digital transformation. For more information about other change management strategies and tactics and other deliverables that we haven't talked about here in today's video, I encourage you to download our guide to change management. It's a free guide that you can download via the links below. It outlines some change management best practices and lessons learned based on my 25 years of helping organizations through their change management initiatives. So I encourage you to download that white paper as well as other eBooks and resources and videos that I've included links to below. So I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.